Coming up. The literal action of God moving amongst people, he witnessed it on top of everything else. And he still succumbed to peer pressure and was fearful of the criticism that would come from the circumcised believers. Wow, that's how influential it is. That's how tricky Satan is. That's how tricky Satan is. This is why we have to work double hard not to live with hypocritical faith. It can do a lot of harm. It can undo a whole lot of stuff. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. It is extremely important for followers of Jesus Christ to know how to live out our faith, especially in midst of strong spiritual, emotional, intellectual, and habitual forces that try to keep us from doing it successfully. Join Pastor Rob and his wife Carolyn as they unpack some key and helpful principles from Apostle Paul's message to the churches in Galatia. Here's the third message in the series, Hypocritical Faith, Part 2. The third truth about hypocritical faith is it is extremely influential. It is extremely influential. Galatians 2.13 says this. As a result, other Jewish believers followed Peter's hypocrisy and even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. Look at there. You see how, you see what happened? And this is why Paul had to deal with it. He says other Jewish leaders followed Peter. And not only uh, did they follow, but he says even Barnabas. So um, Paul is saying that the fact that Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy speaks to another level of its influence. Mm -hmm. And I want to show you why it was so significant that for him to mention Barnabas being led astray. Acts 13.2 says this, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Mm-hmm. You guys hear this? <laughs> the Holy Spirit told the other uh followers of Christ to set Paul, Saul, which who became Paul, mm-hmm. aside. Now this is Acts 13. So this is after Paul had his experience with Christ. This is Acts 13. The text calls him Saul here, but we know it's the same person. That's Paul. The Holy Spirit said, <laughs> okay, this is not Joe Blow or Susie down the street. The Holy Spirit said, that Paul and Barnabas are to be set aside for the work I've called them. Yeah. And that work was to go minister to the Gentiles, Mm -hmm. to preach the gospels to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Y'all get this? So the very thing that Paul and Barnabas was called to do by God, Barnabas was led astray from it. Wow. 
that is powerful because Peter demonstrated hypocritical faith. It led Barnabas away from the, the ministry that the Holy Spirit called him to do. Y'all really need to get this in your spirit. This is very, very strong. Yeah. Yeah. So they had an experience where God shows up and said, this is what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. And Peter's hypocrisy led Barnabas away from it. It still happens today. It still happens today. <laughs> he yeah. abandoned his call, his authentic ministry. He abandoned it because of Peter's hypocritical faith. Mm-hmm. And remember last week, not only that, last week we talked about how Peter, James, and John had given Paul and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship and declared that they should go and preach to the Gentiles. They confirmed it, that they should preach to the Gentiles. Yeah. And that and that, Paul, that James, Peter, James, and John would preach to the Jews. And so now here it is, Peter's abandoning the Gentile believers and, and leading uh, Barnabas away from the very thing that Peter said that they should do. Yeah. Hypocritical faith is influential. This should motivate us not to be this way because somebody's watching us. Mm -hmm. Somebody's watching us live out our faith, either in your home, on your job, in your neighborhood. And when you demonstrate a hypocritical faith, you don't know, I don't know how that's impacting them. Could it be leading them away? From the very thing God has called them to do. Just like what happened with Barnabas. We really need to be on top of our game. And living out a authentic, genuine faith in Christ Jesus. Like he has called us to do. So there's another layer of, of the influence of hypocritical faith. Look at what Acts 10, 27, 28, 34 through 36, and 44 through 46 says. It says, while talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, you are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. I want to pause there for a minute so that you're you're tracking here. What Peter is, this is Peter talking. This, yep, this is Peter talking. The one who abandoned (laughs) the the Jewish believers. And this is him talking before he did it. Mm -hmm. This is him talking before he did it. He says, God has shown me that not, not to call anyone impure or unclean. And what Peter is referencing is a vision he had. God gave him a vision, a repeated vision. He gave him the vision um, three times. Yeah. <laughs> showing him that the message in the vision was, without getting into the details of the, of the vision, but the message of the vision is just what he said, that not to call anything impure or unclean. 
and he and and he and the vision told him it goes on in verse 34 peter says then peter began to speak he says he says then peter began to speak i now realize how true it is that god does not show favoritism but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right i'm gonna pause right there for a minute <laughs> because here peter said this vision that he got three times convinced him that God doesn't show favoritism mm -hmm. and that God accepts those who fears him and does what's right. right. But yet after this vision, Mm -hmm. Y'all get this? Yeah. Peter had a vision from God. He had a vision from God. And it communicated to him clearly about God's views. Three times. Three times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yet he walks away from Jewish, from um, non-Jewish believers and mm -hmm. abandons them. Mm -hmm. That's how influential hypocritical faith is. Man. The same is true with us. If this could happen to Peter, we're talking to Peter, Peter who walked with Christ, Peter who Jesus says, do you love me? Feed my sheep, feed my lamb. That same dude later abandons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is how powerful it is. We have to really take this very, very seriously. And then the text reads on, verse 36. It says, you know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord over all. Mm -hmm. All right, that's the message that God sent. He, Peter's declaring, in verse 44, goes on and says now, while Peter was still speaking these words, here it gets even more powerful. While Peter was speaking these words to this gathering of people that was largely non-Jewish folks, it says, while he was speaking to them, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Wow. Do y'all see this? Not only did Peter have a vision three times that God was was of no respect to person, as King James says, or doesn't show favoritism. Mm -hmm. Not only that, he was preaching the gospel and the Holy Spirit fell on non-Jewish believers who began to speak in tongues just like the Jewish believers did. Yeah. He witnessed all of that. Yeah. The, the the literal action of God moving amongst people, he witnessed it yeah. on top of everything else. Mm -hmm. And he still succumbed to peer pressure, peer pressure. Mm -hmm. and was fearful of the criticism that would come from the circumcised believers. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's how influential it is. Right. That's how tricky Satan is. That's how tricky Satan is. <laughs> this is why we have to work double hard not to live with hypocritical faith. Yeah. It can do a lot of harm. It can undo a whole lot of stuff. And this is what, what happened with Peter. His hypocrisy caused him to ignore his powerful, mm -hmm. godly experiences. Mm -hmm. He had some 
life-changing experiences in his vision and in the Holy Spirit coming on the non-Jewish believers, but yet his hypocrisy ruled in that moment. And he abandoned the very people who God said, God, he who, who Peter said that God accepts. Amen. Peter had witnessed miracles concerning non-Jewish believers, but yet he ignored it and abandoned it because of hypocritical faith. Mind blowing. Yeah. And we're no different though. As I started out saying this, we're no different. I'm not indicting Peter, I'm indicting us. Yeah, everybody. Everybody. Mm -hmm. We have to be very mindful of not living out hypocritical faith. The fourth truth about hypocritical faith, it can cause you to put expectations on others that you don't keep yourself. Mm. It can cause you to put expectations on others that you don't keep yourself. Galatians 2.14 says, oh, when I saw that they, that they were not following the truth of the gospel message, I said to Peter in front of all the others, since you, a Jew by birth, have discarded the Jewish laws and are living like a Gentile, why are you now trying to make these Gentiles follow the Jewish traditions? <laughs> Look at what Peter, what Paul said to Peter. He said, he says, Peter, you don't even do the Jewish laws. <laughs> so why are you connecting yourself to them who do it and mm -hmm. trying to encourage the non-Jewish believers to follow you and, and do the Jewish laws when you don't even do them? Right. He says, Peter, that makes no sense. And he confronted him in his face in front of everybody about it. So when you are operating with the hypocritical faith, you will expect others, you know, to fulfill expectations that you are not even fulfilling. Yeah. <laughs> like, like some parents used to say, do as I say. Not as, as I, I do. do. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's how misleading and how disruptive mm. hypocritical faith can be. Look what Jesus says in Matthew 7, 3 through 5. It says, his, Jesus says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye. And then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So Jesus gives us another expression of hypocrisy. Is that you're concerned or you're putting expectations on others that you, you don't even do yourself. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to remove the speck out their eye, the little speck, and then you got a big log of wood in your own eye regarding the same issue. And Jesus says, that's hypocrisy. And then lastly, the fifth truth about hypocritical faith. The first was it should be confronted in the context it's displayed. Um, the second is it can be driven by fear. Hypocrit hypocritical faith is extremely influential. And then hypocritical faith can cause you to put expectation on others that you don't keep yourself. And lastly, hypocritical faith can keep you from accepting the truth of scripture. Hypocritical faith can keep you from accepting 
the truth of scripture. Galatians 3, 8 and verse 26 through 29 says this. What's more, the scriptures looked forward to this time when God would make the Gentiles right in his sight because of their faith. I want to let that sit a little bit because this should help drive the points home. Here, Paul says the scriptures already declared long ago that the Gentiles would come into faith. Mm -hmm. So it happening should not have been a surprise to anyone because the scriptures declared it long ago. And then Paul tells them how and when the scriptures did it. The text reads on, God proclaimed this good news to Abraham <laughs> long ago when he said, all nations will be blessed through you. So when God made the promise to Abraham back in Genesis chapter 12, y'all get this? We're reading a letter in Galatians. Paul is referencing Genesis chapter 12, that God declared then that the Gentiles would come into faith. And verse 26 reads on, for you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. Verse 28, there is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Man. Wow. Genesis 12 declared, that Gentiles would come into faith in Christ Jesus. And God is not saying, understand here, when God says that there's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, he's not saying that there are no distinctions. That's not what he's saying. He's saying there's distinctions, mm -hmm. but oneness comes in Christ Jesus. Yeah. That's why Christ Jesus is the answer to our uh, our racial discord, mm -hmm. no longer Jew or Gentile, mm -hmm. that's racial or ethnic. He said in Christ Jesus, there's no longer that, right? Um, Christ Jesus is the answer to our, our socioeconomic problem. Yeah. Slave or free. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, uh, speaks to socioeconomics. Yeah. And Christ is the answer to our discord in male and female, our gender issues. Mm -hmm. Christ is the answer. Not that there are not distinctions. There are distinctions, but we find oneness in faith in Christ Jesus. That's where the oneness lies. Amen. In fact, that is the only way to get to the oneness. is through the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is how we as followers of Jesus Christ can reconcile the world. This is how we should approach solving our racial or ethnic issues, our socioeconomic issues, um, our gender issues. As believers of Christ, we yeah. find that solution in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's our focus. That should be our primary focus. Jesus Christ. He's the answer. 
to it all. And the scripture reads Psalm and says, I'll read verse 28 again. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Amen. So in this time, and I'll say this again, of us addressing racial inequities, it is important that as followers of Christ, we exercise this truth in our churches and in our communities, that God shows no favoritism and that oneness is found in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus Draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Yeah, I know that might hurt. You might say, oh, yeah. You know, you might not want to feel that. But don't, don't. I'm just a messenger. I'm telling you what the scripture's saying. Amen. The scripture is telling us what causes the quarrels and the fights among us is evil desires within us. You have not because you ask not. And you have not because you ask not. James Virgin. Yes. And you have not because you ask not. But now, now I live as a Christian. Now I hope on not float on. <laughs> That's what I do. I hope on now. Okay. I, I, Christ Jesus is the center of my hope in life. Amen. My character is becoming more like his. Mm-hmm. The fictitious Leo the Lion doesn't dictate who I am anymore. Yeah. I'm a Christian, a child of God. Amen. That's who I am. Thank you for listening. 